My heart sank. It was like, I got to tell you, God let us see him, and then he took him away. Mm. And then he let us see him again and put me in shooting range, and then it took him away. (laughs) So my heart, my head just thought, that was my chance. Like, I'm never going to get another chance. And then the, the kicker was, the guy looks at me, Jack Hayden. He looks at me and says, hey, don't worry. Next week when I shoot him, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand. Walking in the early dawn to climb the... Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Wise Eye Hunt Control presents Welcome to American Roots Outdoors, everybody. Alex Rutledge in my Super Sport Blazer on the current river, calling in the Redbone in the studio. Wayne Locke will not be with us today. His wife, Renee, has had the stomach flu for several days. He's home taking care of her and their adopted children. Wayne, again, will not be with us. Redbone's in the studio. Redbone, turkey season starts the 17th here in Missouri. And I just got back from South Dakota. We have got a great show and a story for everybody. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. And, uh, yeah, turkey season gets underway, uh, what, in Missouri and Arkansas Monday, the 17th. So, Alex, well, before we get our guest on here today, uh, I mean, what – as you see it, what is the prospect for the deer season in Missouri and Arkansas? You mean turkey season, not deer season? Yeah, turkey season, right. But did I say yeah, deer season? You said deer season. Oh, no. <laughs> You're tired too, Redbone. Hey, I think from my observation scouting uh, throughout the, the spring here when they started gobbling, the turkeys are very spotty. Our numbers are still not where they need to be in Shannon County, from my perspective, and parts of Howe County and Texas. However, it seems like Texas and Howe has more turkeys in certain areas that I've checked than what we do in Shannon. So uh, I think there'll be turkeys, of course, you know, harvested, but I think we're going to see a low number is what I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And just, you know, in talking with people and, and just, you know, everyday conversation. Matter of fact, I had lunch with somebody today uh, that said they had company coming from out of town and they were going to let the company hunt. But he wasn't going to hunt because he just didn't have enough birds. He didn't feel right taking birds off the property. So, and I th- well, I had seven. I had seven long birds on my property last year, and I told my neighbor Brandon Miley and, and Wayne. I said, "Guys, I'm not going to kill one of these turkeys there." Now I never hunted them one time because I'm concerned about our numbers. You know, so uh, I understand where that guy's coming from. If you're a true turkey hunter and you have a true passion for turkeys. You will not want to kill very many turkeys anymore, and I don't. Uh, we just got back from South Dakota. I put on a turkey camp, Merriam's Turkey Camp, with Rock Road Outfitters, Neil Hiller, and I must tell you, it was fabulous, and we'll talk about that 
later in the show. We got a special guest, Mr. Greg Cherney from Del Rio, Texas. He is the negotiator for the city police department down there. And this guy is a unique individual, a Christian. Uh, his wife's a doctor. Uh, you guys are going to love this. And what he does, you already know, Redbone, the secret's out social media. He harvested an albino lamb's turkey with inch and quarter spurs, 10-inch beard, 6-inch beard, and it weighed 20 pounds. Wow. And wait you hear the story. You're not going to believe. Yeah, and I got a couple of questions about that, but we'll wait till we get Greg on the line to, to ask those oh, yeah. questions. So, Alex, I understand as we're recording here on Wednesday, you've been fishing today on the current river, and sounds like the fishing's good on the current. Well, I, it is, you know. I, I tell you what, I plucked at them here. I got in the water about 1 o'clock, and I went up river here from uh, the bridge at Van Buren, and I caught an 18 and a half inch, and I'll be posting pictures on social media. You'll see her. But I've caught my limit keepers in about, I'd say, four hours. Oh, wow. Three and a half hours. I caught my limit. But the season's not open. I don't keep them anyway, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know how many pounds of fish I would have had. You know, not a lot. Maybe nine pounds and five fish, but uh, that's not good enough to win. But anyway, the fish are biting. Uh, I caught them on down baits, uh, dragon baits, uh, crankbaits. No bites on a spinnerbait. Did not have a bite one on a spinnerbait. But it's that time of year, Redbone, and I look forward to this every year. We're here in the spring. The turkeys are gobbling. Whipple wheels are whipping, and the crows are calling, and Turkey season starts Monday again on the 17th, and I'm taking lots of people this spring, but I'm going to different counties when we do this. Okay. But, uh, again, Greg Turney's calling in right now. I'm going to go ahead and answer his call. Hold on. I'm going to bring him on, and we'll hold him on here for our second segment. All right. And while they're doing that, folks, remind you, you're listening to American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends. And uh, hope you're having a wonderful weekend wherever you are and got a good weekend planned. And I hope you're getting ready for turkey season starting on Monday in Missouri and Arkansas or wherever you're listening. Turkey season, if it's not going on already, probably will be pretty quick. So um, sounds like maybe we have Alex back. Yeah, we're back. And Greg Turney just joined us. Greg, welcome to the show. We're ending the first segment. Uh, just real quick. Greg, tell everybody where you live. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, Greg Cherney. Um, I live in Georgetown, Texas, right outside Austin, north of Austin. Yeah, and you're a police officer, and you've been a police officer for how many years? I'm going on seven years now, sir. Seven years, seven years. Well, Greg, we're going to talk about the story, how you and I met, and how we hooked up for you to go to South Dakota with us to, with the Rock Road Outfitters to take your first Merriam's. And we're going to talk about the other hunts we're going to do as well. And I think it's time for a break. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, you don't want to leave because you're not going to believe the stories we've got to tell you about this albino gobbler that Greg Turney shot with Rock Road Outfitters. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Ford, and you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Wishing on some love I've been on a big boy For a while I could load him in the back of my truck We can take it to a holler 
How many of you are tired of your batteries running out of energy, out of power? Let me tell you about Amped Outdoors. I've changed using the batteries I have had in the past. Amped Outdoors, I have the new 80 amp, 24 volt, single battery, weighs 46 pounds. This thing has produced energy all day long. Tested for two days, total use 11 hours. Cannot tell the batteries have even lost any energy. Go to Amped Outdoors if you want to be successful and not run out of power. Across the creek of a big old hill Year after year Got my hunting Hey turkey hunters, this is Alex Rutledge. Have you heard about Apex Ammunition? If you haven't, they are American-owned, American-made, made one at a time, hand-loaded. These turkey loads will give you the confidence that you need to close the deal on that old hook daddy long beard gobbler. For more information, go to www.apexammunition.com. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. Alex Rutledge again, sitting in my riverboat on the current river. Calling in to K Country 95 with Red Bone. And as you heard in the first segment, my new friend, my good friend, my brother in Christ, a man in blue, Mr. Greg Cherney, has joined us from Georgetown, Texas, around Austin, Texas. Uh, if you heard the show early in the first segment, he's a police officer. And uh, we're going to dig deeper in his roots. So, Greg, tell us about where you was born, uh, what it was like growing up and how you got into uh, being a police officer. So, hi, everybody. Um, it, you know, I started in Cleveland, Ohio. Just growing up as a kid, playing hockey, having a good time. Um, hockey, soccer, baseball, just like everybody else does in, you know, up, up in the Midwest. Uh, from there, went to uh, a school called Culver Military Academy, and that's in South Bend, Indiana, right outside uh, Notre Dame in South Bend. And played hockey there. Uh, moved on to Norwich Military College of Vermont, and then on to Ohio, still playing hockey. Um, from there, decided that uh, I, I was going to try to take my career to another level. So uh, I was fortunate enough to, to sign a contract with uh, a Colorado pro professional hockey team, and played professional hockey for Dallas and Colorado. And, uh, after that, after I retired and figured, you know, a year and a half of that was uh, enough I could take. And, uh, I, I went to, uh, medical school, chiropractic school and started there in chiropractic and then started in pain management and ended up being about 38 years old, uh, to 38 to 42, trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. So <laughs> At 42, decided, you know, uh, I think it's time to go help the community. So I started in police work here in Austin, the only place I actually applied, and went from medicine on to, uh, to, to police work. So that's, wow. what, that's what got me into it and kind of my path. Wow, that's quite a story. <laughs> that is quite a story. Kind of bounced around. All right, so, uh, so uh, Alex, before we get into turkey hunting and, and how Greg became a turkey hunter and all this stuff, uh, I'm a huge hockey fan. I grew up in St. Louis, so obviously I'm a blues fan. Uh, did, no, did, you can't be a blues 
Blues fan. Uh, yes, absolutely, I'm a Blues fan. And uh, well, the Blues and the Avalanche had quite a, a thing going for several years. And of course, the Blues' biggest rival in the NHL is the Chicago Blackhawks. We hate those guys up there in Chicago. Oh, um, yeah. uh, but anyway, what, what about your? I mean, the professional hockey career. What position did you play? Mostly left out, but left wing, <laughs> okay. left wing, right wing. Um, kind of filled the spot with each team I went to. It was five different teams my first year. So I kind of got the taste of what a rookie was really about. And, you know, you had to fill spots on every team you played on. Now, so that being said is, you know, a chance of a lifetime, you know, growing up as a kid. Absolutely. Watching Wayne Gretzky and, and you know, the, the greats, of course, right? You, you always imagine being one of them. And uh, then sitting next to some of these guys tying your skate up and really looking at it and saying, wow, I, I kind of made it. So it was it was a great great experience. That's that's really cool because Alex, hockey players are some of the toughest human beings on the face of the planet. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I agree with that. Since you said that, we're going to dig a little deeper here because I know more about Greg than everybody does. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do because he opened up to me. We have become pretty good friends. Uh, Greg, let's tell him a little bit more about you. Uh, you're very athletic. Uh, you love jumping out of airplanes, you love doing crazy stuff, even to this day. Uh, let's talk about some other things you've done that's going to blow people's minds. How many of you have ever heard of the Iron Man? Mm-hmm. Greg has competed in the Iron Man how many times now, Greg? Uh, I've, I've, completed, I've completed 14 full Iron Mans and 22 half Iron Men. Wow. Red bone. You know, you know, and, and people talk qualified about qualified for qualified for the world championships in 2016. Wow! You took second, didn't you? You took second. Not, not overall. No, that was total. That was something totally different. But Iron Man is is dear to my heart in the fact of you know being out there by yourself and being a treacherous day. Yeah. So tell everybody what Iron Man is, real quick. Just we got just a few minutes left here, about three minutes left in this segment. But what is Iron Man about? What what it, does it consist of? Explain it to them so they can understand it. So an Iron Man consists of a two and a half mile swim, two point four mile swim, hundred twelve mile bike, and a twenty six point two mile run, all in the same day within seventeen hours and nonstop. So once the gun goes off, you're in the water, and you don't stop till you hit the finish line. Wow. So what, what is, what was your best time in, in the time that you competed in Ironman? Uh, 12 hours and 47 minutes being my best. Wow. And my worst was 16 hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> wow. Oh well, you know, I, hey, I couldn't make, I couldn't make it. Four hours. <laughs> I, I couldn't complete. Long day. I couldn't. Unless there's a turkey goblin. Yeah. I couldn't complete the swim, much less ride the bike and run the, run the marathon. But, but so Greg, let me ask you this, because I know other people that have done those kind of things on a local level. And it's really not yeah. about winning the Ironman. It's about finishing. I mean, that that really is. And some people I know have the ultimate goal if they're really good at it, that they want to win it. But it for everybody else, it's more of just finishing, and it's a personal victory, isn't it? So I would say as a physician, when I go back and look, I did it because um, I wanted to show my kids and patients that life is more than just the day, day in, day out run. It's about pushing the limits and doing something that a lot of people, you know, 
can't or won't. Mm-hmm. I, I think that everybody can do it. It just, you know, a lot choose not. That being said, it was it was my platform in medicine to show people that you can push health and you should be a picture of health. Yeah. Um, that also being said is it's it's a grind. And my whole goal was the training was the race. Getting to the starting line mm-hmm. was the most important part because that was the finish. Wow. In a sense that the, the, the race is just a big old training day. So oh. it's everything that led up to it. Your family sacrifice, the people participating with you, supporting you. That was the most important part to me. So, yes, you're correct. The fat white line at the end, just finish. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. So uh, uh, run a marathon or go uh, go uh, chasing turkeys with Alex Rutledge. Which one's tougher? <laughs> I got to tell you, I think it's the hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to find you. And with that being said, Alex, we need to go to a break. We'll be back with more American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex and his friends in just a moment. Hey, this is Eddie Salter, and you listen to American Roots and Outdoors with Alex Rutgers and friends. American Roots. Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys. You ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits. Buckgrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactate and doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? BuckGrits.com. You can get a sample. You can order it directly from the website, and we're coming to a retailer near you. If you want to help a deer herd, use BuckGrits. Hey, guys, it's food plot planting time here in the Ozarks and all across the country. What are you planting this year, Wayne? I'm going to put some smorgasbord in with a whole lot of clover. You're wait, going to put wait, some wait, extra wait. clover in it. What? Smorgasbord? What is smorgasbord? Man, it is a variety of annuals and perennials that will get you through fall time, winter time, and all the way into spring. It's awesome. You want to plant healthier food plots to track all kinds of game? Go to www.eagleseed.com. It's a smorgasbord. You know, we all get tired of certain things. The smorgasbord has everything. Your deer will love it. Eagleseed.com. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, everybody. Again, I'm calling via the current river, sitting in my Super Sport Blazer. Been smallmouth fishing today. Yesterday at 3 o'clock a.m., I arrived back from South Dakota, again from running a turkey camp up there. Had five friends come in and book the hunt, and we hunted with Rock Road Outfitters. And my hunter that I got to spend the three days with was Mr. Greg Charney, and he's our guest today. Uh, Greg told me, Redbone, that he's only shot one turkey before this time. Oh, really? And I tried to brief him. Yeah, and he's learning. That's why he wanted to go. He wanted to learn, and we're going to talk about that. And, but what's really cool, everybody, Mr. Greg Turney shot an albino gobbler with two beards, uh, beards of 10 inches and 6 inches, I believe, 
and he weighed 20 pounds with an inch and eight, inch and quarter spurs, and he actually had two chances, three chances at that <laughs> Three chances before he got it. We're going to talk about that. So, Greg, when we talk about your hunt, you remember your first turkey hunt, uh, first turkey you ever shot, your first deer? Talk about that. First deer or first turkey? Either one. Uh, first deer, uh, I can talk about turkey because yeah. it kind of leads into this. Yeah. I didn't, I knew nothing about turkey. Uh, one of my best friends, Brandon Culver, he, he's in Oklahoma, uh, brought me up and was sitting around and I had my tags and my, and I didn't think I'd ever shoot a turkey because I was never into birds. Like that wasn't my gig. I, I really wanted to do deer and elk and, and caribou and the big game. And, uh, we were sitting there and. Turkey walked up about 10, 15 yards, and he said, hey, shoot it. I said, shoot what? And he goes to turkey. I said, no. And then that was my first That was my first shoot. So that was my reading. I didn't, there was no calling. There was no, no working at it, no nothing. And I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. So I didn't feel like it was hunting. Huh. So I had to expand my vision of what hunting really was there. So let me ask you this. What gives you the desire to call me? Tell how it all led up to calling me for me to guide you on your slam hunt to get your Osceola and, and all four species. So I'm going to say it's a God thing. Um, I, I, I Googled um, best turkey call in the world. That's what I, I Googled it. And this outdoor magazine ad pulled up, and this gentleman by the name of Tony Colna. Uh, he popped up, and it took me a good two weeks to actually get his phone number. And I hunt him down, get his phone number, and I call him. I say, hey, listen, you know, I really want to do this Grand Slam. Tell me about it. Tell me who to talk to. Who's the best? And the first thing he said was, there's only one guy. It's Alex Rutledge. Get a hold of him. He's going to be tough to get a hold of, but keep trying. And that being said is, um, I went with it. I said, well, if he's the best, I want to go with the best, and I want to learn because I knew nothing about turkey hunting at all. Um, so when he put me in, when he gave me his name, I was I was pretty bent on making sure that I get in touch with the best guy because I knew that that was that was the avenue I needed to go. I want and to say I this, interrupt. I want to say this. I don't think I'm the best. I think there's lots of people just as good as me or better. But but I thank you for the kind words. I just want to say that. Well, here's the deal. Reference is always the best avenue, right? Anytime yeah. you get a referral or somebody that knows somebody that, that does it the best, i got to go with that. Yeah. So, I thank you for those kind words, and I thank Tony Calla. So, so anyway, we played phone tag back and forth, and he finally got a hold of me. I said, yes, sir, Mr. Turney. And uh, I said, uh, I'll get back with you, but I said, I'm really busy, and I'll get back, and we'll get it figured out. So anyway, I called him back uh, earlier this year. I think it was February, wasn't it? When I called you. Yeah, I, I think he, uh, I thought he was me because he's so busy. And so I just I just kept persistent, persistent, persistent. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want a turkey hunt with you. Hey, you're the guy I want a turkey hunt with you. And got a call back, so I was very blessed in that manner. Yes, sir. So, so we hooked up, and uh, he, he flew into 
we never seen each other before, ever. He flew into Sioux Falls, wasn't it Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Then he drove over two and a half hours to our location at Rock Road Outfitters, Mr. Neil Hiller, the owner. And what a great camp. Great camp. Uh, lots of turkeys. I was in the day ahead of him scouting. Gobblers everywhere. If you go to my Facebook, you can see the footage. We drive right up on them. They're strutting all around the truck and everything. The Merriam's turkeys. And uh, he comes in the evening before his hunt. And we absolutely had a great time. Uh, eat dinner. Got up the next morning. We go out to work. And they've never said nothing to us about the albino, by the way. You knew that, Greg. Yeah, you didn't know anything about it. Nobody mentioned nothing. They said they'd been no. out in a year. <laughs> they never told me about it. They never told me yeah. about Albano. He was the ghost. They called him the ghost after after we met, you know? I believe they said they tried to, to get him two or three years, didn't they? Yeah, at least, well, at least a year I know of. But that being said is, you know, they, they, they kind of kept that on the DL, on the down low. Yeah. So anyway, Redbone. Uh, we're hunting, we go out to an area and uh, we get on some turkeys and they're hard to call. They're responding, they won't come into gun range. And we go in and eat lunch. We didn't call nothing in the first morning and we're coming back from lunch and we looked across this big bean field in an old house place over there and there was a wad of turkeys around it and he's under some cedar trees and guess who was there? The white Gobblers. The ghost. The white ghost. The white ghost. So we flip <laughs> over there and drive up to the old house, and the turkeys are behind the old house. They don't even really know we're there. And we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to tell you the rest of the story. Hang with us. <laughs> we got to take a break. You listen to American Roots Outdoors. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. They ain't down. We'll be waiting when they hit the ground. Big time coming, it's what we do. From a whippoorwill to an old house who's sitting still. Accurate, deadly, dependable, hornady ammunition. From a two-man operation in 1949 to a world-leading innovator of bullet, ammunition, reloading tool, and accessories design and manufacturer today. Hornady, each piece is hand-inspected to ensure consistency and quality. Ammunition engineered to perform flawlessly, simply put, the best. Hornady Ammunition. Find Hornady Ammunition at a retailer near you and at Hornady.com. Take it to a holler. Take it to a field across the creek up a big old hill. You know, Alex, there is a, a company in the outdoors that wants to provide quality hunting gear at affordable prices for the everyday hunter. Yes, there is, Redbone. It's Tide We. These guys are a blue-collar company. They make excellent products that's very affordable for everybody. And these guys want to help every outdoorsman live out their passions in the outdoors. And to find out more about this company, just go to www.tidewee.com. That's T-I-D-E-W-E.com. Amp Outdoors. Apex Ammunition presents American Roots Outdoors. Welcome back. Segment 4. 
of the show. Tide We, also PC Fun, they're part of this show. I'm using their new reels down here on Current River, everybody, and I absolutely love the Serpent Rods and the 2000 and 3000 series reels and the, the alloy and bait casters are great reel with six four one ratio. Mm. Excellent equipment. That being said, back to the show, we left you hanging. We find the white gobbler with a big group of turkeys around this old house place across the big bean field. We get in close. Greg gets out of the truck. Falls, gets down on his knees, and makes the shot. What happened, Greg? No. 40 yards. <laughs> what happened? I got to relive this. I got to relive this. This is my nightmare. So he, he you know, he, he bows up. He, he got big. And then uh, he didn't get big. So he got small. And then the next five steps he took, I shoot. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, 40 yards I missed. And I hit part of the tree and part of the house. Didn't hit the turkey. Oh my! So that is my yeah, that's my nightmare. So I missed the 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 ghost, the the trophy, the Rock Road Ghost, Red Bony Mystery. <laughs> well, you know, and I guess my question before we before we finish the rest of the story. So what's going through your mind right there, Greg? Just, I mean, are you thinking, oh no? I gotta I'm just... tell you, my heart sank. It was like I, I got to tell you, God, God let us see him, and then He took him away. Mm. And then he let us see him again and put me in shooting range, and then it took him away. <laughs> so my heart, my head, just thought, that was my chance. Like, I'm never going to get another chance. And then the, the kicker was the guy looks at me, Jack Hayden. He looks at me and says, hey, don't worry. Next week when I shoot him, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, my heart sunk. You know, my stomach sunk. I was, I was kicking myself, so it was a rough night. So yep. anyway, Redbone. Yeah. He misses him. We go ahead and hunt that uh, evening. Uh, we go eat lunch. We come back to the same spot. We get inside the old house. We, can, we didn't need to use the tidy blind. We get in the old house, and we make turkeys gobble to the north of us down this big gully. See, it's real open out there, and they got these ditches. So these big mm-hmm. ditches and gullies has timber in it. That's where the turkeys roost at. So we got a turkey gobbling to the north, turkeys gobbling to the south of us. We're sitting there, and uh, the sun's hitting us right in the face from the one window that we're watching where they, we thought they'd come out at of our decoy setups using A and X decoys. And anyway, nothing's happened. Nothing happened. That was about three thirty. The turkey gobbled to us to the north. About four o'clock, turkey gobbled to the south. I'm calling, calling, nothing, 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 nothing. I just call every once in a while using the uh, uh, slate call, the Evelyn slate call. And I'm at the south uh, south end of the building watching out the window, and he's at the north end of the building. He goes, Alex, Alex, get up here, get up here. So I quietly get through the house, and there's Greg standing when He goes, there's a gobbler strutting out here. And he's about 100 yards, and there's a low spot where they come out of the gully, and there's a turkey that gobbled to us at 3.30. And he's with a hen. So I go to call him to that turkey. He don't ever answer it. And all of a sudden, as soon as I call on the Evans slate and also using a new diaphragm I got, which I call the Mole 250. And I'll tell you all about that later. And the hen starts calling back instantly. Hmm. So I go to film him. We're filming it. It's great footage. Uh, he breeds the hen, Redbone. 
You may have seen it on Facebook. I did see that, yeah. Reached the hen, and she goes back behind the tree. They come back out, and they play around, do the dance. She's going in under his wings. They're going around and around. All of a sudden, she goes back behind the tree. Then he comes back out and does the dance by himself, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So we're calling to him, calling to him. The hen keeps getting more vocal, more vocal. And the hen, as the sun is setting, it's over the hill. She literally comes up to 35 yards, and the gobbler's behind her, getting ready to come through the fence. He did come through the fence, I believe. No, he's still on the other side of the fence. And I said, go ahead and kill him, Greg. He's shooting the 12 goose, shooting Apex ammunition. And he was borrowed Kenny Zussman's gun. And what happened? And my nemesis of the 40 yards got me again. <laughs> that being said, it, it was, I, I claim it was dark, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know but what I mean? Said, yeah. You know, I just, that 40 yards mark, I had to be further to shoot it. So it just didn't pan out. <laughs> but anyway, it's, what had happened is, no joke, he shot to the right of the truck. We could tell on video. But anyway, he missed this big gobbler, great footage, and and I'm getting frustrated. I said, Greg, I don't know what you're doing. I said, I don't know what you're doing. I said, I think you're pulling your head up and you're pushing the gun barrel down, trying to hurry up and see where you shot. Anyway, we wasn't mad at each other. I I I just couldn't understand what was going on. But anyway, long story short, we go in. Uh, come back the next day, we're set up in the ground blind that we set up our tie weed blind next to a county road, 100 yards off the road in this little gully. Uh, turkey's gobbling to the north, south, east, west. We probably heard 15 or 20 that morning, didn't we, Greg? Yeah, yeah. So we're setting got our avian X decoys up, and I look out to the left across the county road about 150 yards, and guess who's standing there, Redbone? That Red ghost. That ghost. That ghost. The ghost is standing there, and he's strutting, coming to us. Wow. He's getting ready to cross the county road to us, to my calling, not saying a word, like a ghost would do, just out of nowhere. He's coming to us, and all of a sudden, three hens come over the hill. And he sees those three hens and leaves us and goes next to the county road up over the hill to the hens. He left us. So we're sitting there, we're watching him, filming him, and all of a sudden, this Jeep comes along, and the Jeep drives in the field with him, didn't he, Greg? Yeah, yeah, he was our he was our spoiler. You know, when you're hunting there, you don't want no traffic or people running at you. Yeah. And this guy drove right in the middle of the path. Oh wow! And scared the scared him off. So we're thinking, there goes our chance. But anyway, it was about ten thirty, and about I don't know about eleven o'clock, ten thirty or so. Yeah, about ten thirty-five, ten forty. Uh, Neil texted us said, "Hey, you want us to come and get you and take you to eat?" And Greg and I said, no, we want to wait till 1130. Well, they come to 1130. We're sitting there tied with light, starting to get really warm. It was cold that morning. And when they come up, pick us up, we walked out to the road. He goes, hey. And we had a turkey gobbling directly south. I was over the hill. We couldn't see. He said, that white gobbler's over the hill from you. Hmm. <laughs> Both those guys looked at us. They were like, what are you doing in the truck? Go get that ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so we get in the truck. Head around, get over by that old house, walk around the hill, because they knew where the turkey was going to come out at, walking that hedgerow, the edge of the field. So we eased around there and set up. Long story short, because I know we just got very little time left here before we wrap it up. 
we're sitting there over probably 35 minutes, I'd say, wouldn't you, Greg? Yep. And I had called one or two times, and uh, the guides went out by the road, and I'd say it probably helped push them to us on the hedgerow, which is about a third of a mile away. They saw them, probably made them come our way to help us. The turkeys come in. The three hens come out first and saw them video out of the pine trees, cedar trees, and they fly over the fence. And guess who steps up behind them, Redbone, the gray ghost? Wow. They come flying up over the fence. Come flying up over the fence. And I look at Alex. Alex looks at me. He goes, if that guy comes out them forest, he goes, you're going to go chase it. I said, what? <laughs> I said, okay, bring it up. So he come up. I'm about, I'm about 100, 110 yards from him. I look at him. He looks at me. And I'm like, that's my cue. So I take off running after him, take it off safety. He crests the hill. But every time we saw him, he would be lagging about 20 yards behind the head. And sure enough, he crests the hill. I get to the top of the hill, about 60 yards from him. I look at him, he looks at me, and I just, ow. And I got him from 60 yards, so I made up for the other two 40-yard shots. Wow. That is the story of the great ghost, everybody. Now you know it. Wow, wow, wow. So uh, that that hunt was a little more exciting than your first turkey hunt. (laughs) This was real turkey hunt. This was real turkey hunt. I learned a lot this weekend, I got to tell you. A lot. All right, so Greg, uh, before I, before we wrap it up here, are are you hooked now? I mean, uh, are you now a turkey hunter? So, I'm two weeks going to Missouri. I already said it for Florida next year. I'm getting me a grand slam, sir. That's right. He's hooked. He's hooked. We got him hooked. Yeah. He's gonna be a I'm turkey. I'm buying my kid a four ten, and we're gonna we're gonna start hunting turkeys together. That's <laughs> right. We're gonna go. To, we're gonna do another slam next year, aren't we, buddy? Yeah. Yes, sir. Greg, I want to say this, and I probably told you this at camp. I thank you for our friendship, man. Uh, you're a great person. You, you, you're a true class act, uh, a man of God. I love your family, and uh, you're very good to hunt with, really. I really enjoyed it. And I know I'm a little hard on you sometimes, but I promise you, <laughs> everything, you'll never forget it. I'm going to paint a picture for you real quick. If somebody pinches you when they say something and it hurts, you don't forget it. If somebody just says something mediocre and it don't hurt, you're liable to forget it. So remember that. And Greg, thank yeah. you for being a good friend. And I'm looking forward to having you in Missouri at Devil's Bone Outfitters. And I need to thank old Kenny Zussman, the first class whitetails, and Rock Road, Mill Hilla, and Jennifer, and all the guides. Uh, man, what a great time we had. Yeah, Jack Aiden, and, and now, you know, Eli. You got. Yeah, Neil. Neil is, I mean, just quality people. If anybody's looking for their turkey experience, that would be one guy that I definitely make sure I get to. And you know, even Angela Wilson at Wild and Tree, she's going to be mounting the bird. So I'm really stoked. So I just want to thank all those people. Jack Hayden is, our, you know, our guide, and just great, great people. People hey, of God. Redbone, check this out, Redbone. He's getting phone calls from all kinds of magazines wanting to do an article on this. Well, I would imagine. I would imagine. That's a, that's a rarity. And right, we need to wrap it up. We are out of time. All right, everybody. Thank you again, Greg, for being my new brother in Christ, man. We're going to make a lot of memories together. And again, I'm looking forward to having you in Missouri with us. And if anybody's listening, we got a few openings left in Ohio. If you want to come to Ohio with us, 
Uh, first class watch over Ohio, Kenny Zussman. He's a great guy, isn't he? There. Yeah, perfect guy. <laughs> yep. He's got the turkeys, and we got a couple of these left in Missouri. If you're here this Saturday, get a hold of me. And again, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Redbone. Yep. Pray for Renee, Wayne's wife. She's sick, stomach flu. Wayne couldn't be with us. And remember this when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. I'd wait. PC Fund presents. Welcome back to American Week Outdoors. If you're listening to this, this is our bonus segment. You're listening to it on your favorite podcast channel. We air on in 19 countries, Greg, all over the country. Even uh, I think Australia, Germany, Africa, uh, New Zealand. Uh, I think even China, Japan, Mexico. We're in a lot of countries, and we thank all those people that listen to us. And that being said, what I want to talk about is how we're going to prepare for the Missouri turkey season when you come up with me. The, you'll be there. I think you're coming in on the 21st. When are you coming in? 23rd through the 27th. Yeah, you're coming in on the 20th. Yeah, yep. Sunday, yeah. Yeah. You'll come in on the 23rd, and you'll have the 24th through the 27th. Yeah. Yep. So that being said, here's what we're going to do. You're going to be hunting a lot of timber. So we'll be doing a lot of walking, possibly. But what we've done, we're going to be setting up our tied weed ground blinds and strut zone areas, kind of like we've done there at South, in South Dakota with Rock Road. We're going to be using Avon X decoys. We're going to be using ARO calls. And we'll have most of these turkeys already figured out with our wise-eye cameras. Our wise-eye cameras are set up over there in several strut zone areas. And this guy, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, Chance Holland Shed, Joe Holland Shed, has it going on. You're going to love home-cooked meals. Uh, you're going to love the hospitality there, the, the Airbnb, the lodge that they have. But what we'll do as soon as you get into camp, we're going to check your shotgun. We'll shoot it and pattern it to make sure it's shooting a good pattern. And we're going to use our plan of attack, uh, which area we're going to hunt first. So they got several different areas. they got over 1,600 acres, private land. And we got over 20,000 acres access to Mark Twain National Forest, Greg. I'm excited. We get excited. We will hear anywhere from six to ten gobblers a morning at every location that we hunt, if the weather doesn't shut them down and the, the weather's pretty. So, yeah. And Alex, with all that, with all that said, how will the hunting, uh, you know, for Greg's benefit, uh, the hunting here in the Missouri Ozarks be different than where y'all were hunting last week out west? Okay. The terrain here will not be as open as what it was in South Dakota. Uh, also, these turkeys, the eastern, is going to be a lot tougher. You cannot move. They will see you. You cannot drive up on these turkeys like we did in South Dakota. They will mm-hmm. look running and flying. At, if they see it 300 yards, they're going to run. They're going to fly. Uh, they are super, super spooky. So when we're working a gobbler and set up, we're going to try to set up with the sun guard back every setup. 
you got to have your gun in, on your knee, your left shoulder pointing to the direction he, you're going to shoot him at, and be ready where you don't have to move very much. Get your head down on the turn of your gun to close the deal. So you need to wear camo, good camo head neck gloves, have your face hit good, and we need to set up. If we're hunting tie weed blinds, we'll be concealed very well, and we'll be using Avon XD coils. And you can get away with moving inside a blind as long as the sun's not shining in on you. Because turkeys don't have a very good depth perception. perception. Right. And the eyesight of a turkey and hearing is ten times better than a human's, Greg. Okay. So he's a spooky, spooky bird that we're going to be hunting. But as long as you stay like a statue, and if you do move, move really, really slow, real slow, and you will not get detected. So when we get the gobbler up and he comes into the Avon XD decoys, uh, I'll tell you, all right, uh, I'll tell you when to push your safety off and uh, when to put it on his head and his neck and close the deal, buddy. Yeah, Greg, something to, keep in, yeah, something to keep in mind. I had a, an old-time turkey hunter tell me back probably 30 years ago. He said, a turkey can see you blinking 200 yards away. And he said, that's how that's how still you have to be. Now, you don't have to put toothpicks in your eyes and, and not blink. Uh, but just for reference, that bird can see you blink from 200 yards away. Yeah, I've been practicing. My wife was asking me last night why I wasn't talking to her. <laughs> hey, we're going hard to hunt with. Tell the truth. Turkey. Yeah, turkey. Oh, turkey hunts hard. I mean, there ain't two ways about it. Like, like I've hunted deer probably my whole life, and I gotta say that that turkey hunting is just a, it's just another true experience of you know nature beating you, and that's just what it is. It's 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 a God thing where you turn and, and look and say that, you know, nature's got you today. I mean, and it's, it's awesome. It's just a, it's such a learning experience. And if you're not learning, I think you're failing, but coming out here, you're going to learn something about yourself every single day. So that's the best yeah. part about it. Yeah. It's kind of the ultimate. I mean, harvesting a Turkey is kind of the, the ultimate challenge. I would say I agree with that 110% because I've been on some big game hunts and, you know, it, it's not so like technical and tactical like turkey hunting is very tactically sound like you have to you got to know the game to play so i'm learning that the hard way in some ways and you know in other ways i'm just trying to educate myself to be to, to just be a better hunter so well and i and i can say because he's not here in the studio so i won't have to worry about him getting his head out the door but but you're learning from the best I mean, when you made that decision, when that. when you said, you know, you were looking for the best to hunt with, well, you found him. And uh, I think everybody in our part of the world that listens to this radio show or listens to the podcast that knows Alex Rutledge knows that if you want to learn to turkey hunt, well, you're learning from the best when you're hunting with Alex Rutledge. Yeah, it's it's been an experience, I will tell you. Like, the things you thought you knew you don't know, especially somebody who's been doing it so long. You know, when I got to the, the, the pros playing hockey, sit next to the guy and, and you learn just how to tape your stick a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like that. You just start to implement some of the things that you think you knew to, Hey, you don't know anything. So <laughs> let's start over. And it's such a humbling experience. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's awesome. Yeah. So it's the little things that make all the difference between being, well, you've referenced hockey, being a minor league hockey player or, or just a guy that plays on the weekends and a guy being in the NHL. There, there really are just the, the small nuances, and it's the same way with hunting and turkey hunting especially. It's the little things that make all the difference in the world. 
Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I got to say, you know, the St. Louis Blues kind of being that high school team and the other <laughs> teams. Being, <yeah. laughs> okay. Just throwing it out there. Are you, sure you're not, out there. you sure you're not from Chicago? <laughs> no, 15 years I spent in Chicago and uh, <laughs> I practiced in medicine. And I got to say, you know, growing up with some of those guys at Chelios and, um, it's amazing to see like how much I didn't like that team. <laughs> so I'm on the same page with you, my friend. All right. Well, I appreciate that very much. Alex, anything else from you before we wrap it up here? Because we're just about out of time on the bonus. Hello, Alex. Can we lose them? I guess we did. So I'll go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, right, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. All right. Sorry, I was talking. I muted the button by accident. Oh. <laughs> anyway, no, I'd like everybody to contact if you're interested in doing a, a mule deer hunt, whitetail, uh, or turkey hunt, marriage turkey hunt. Get a hold of Rock Road Outfitters. Go to the website, rockroadoutfitters.com. Also, Ohio, if you want to kill a big whitetail and big gobblers, get a hold of First Class Whitetails of Ohio, Kenny Zuspan, Z U S P A N. If you want to attend one of my turkey camps, hey, uh, Get a hold of me, PM me, or go to my website, AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. And again, Kenny, thank you for being a wonderful guest. And thank you for being a man of God. And, and man, what a great, great show we had here. And uh, I'm looking forward to more hunts with you and look forward to meeting your family. You've got a wonderful and beautiful family. And uh, remember, everybody, they're the outdoors with a child, God's creation. It's up to you and me to keep this great heritage of ours alive. And we're going to do that by teaching kids how to be outdoorsmen and outdoors women. And always remember this, Jenny, when your roots runs deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. Got 